0: You are listening to the podcast that's basically a book club. Welcome to the Bookleggers. So, we've talked about the characters, we've kind of laid the story out for you. Basically, it starts off with Gabe coming to Clay and being like, yo, I need you to help me find my daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. And Clay's like, absolutely fucking not. Do yep. you see my daughter? <laughs> and it's like, look at her told hold these frogs. So, right. So, initially, you know, Gabe's like, hey,
1: come help me get my daughter. And Clay's like, no. Like, yeah, I got I'm married. Yeah. I got a kid. Like, I'm not. Yeah. We're old. We're not doing that. No. And then. But shout out to his wife. Yeah. Shout out to his daughter. Oh, that daughter too. Yeah. That. Um, I'm going to be an asshole here. You don't understand because you're not a father. But, no, but uh, I'm a dill. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just that scene where Clay's bidding his daughter to sleep. And she's like, does Uncle Gabe want you to help her find your daughter? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, well, would you come find me if I was lost? And Clay's like, absolutely. And she's like, hmm. well, then you should go help him find his yeah. daughter. And you're like, oh, God.
0: There, yeah, that was all I needed to read. And I was like, that's the only heartwarming thing that I needed. Let's get the story going. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, I thought it was really well done, too. Because, oh, yeah. Because, like, like, you know, you hear Clay, cause Clay. Clay gives you every fact that you need, pretty much, as the story's progressing. And he's like, look, like, it's not going to go well. I'm going to die. It is going to be hell. He looks miserable. Mm-hmm. The dude looks homeless. Like, we're fucked. I'll give him yeah. socks. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and pretty much, you're like, shit, I get it. But then she says that, and then Clay, like, melts. You know, like, you, you really figure out how much his daughter means to him. And, yeah. And he goes, and he goes, and helps. Good old Golden good, Gabe. Good old Golden Gabe. Golden Gabe. And so then they go to, and, and maybe I'm wrong, and this is where the co-host comes in. They go to collect Velicor, right? Mm-hmm. And so then that's where they meet the orc. They meet Gabe's ex-wife, and that goes south pretty quickly. It was rough. They meet Mog, our boy Moog. No, no, Um, I I would have had (laughs) a... When
1: when they first get to to Caloric's house and they're walking in, you know, they're talking to him and whatever. He's like, yeah, why don't you... And, you know, both Gabe and Claire they're like, the fuck does he have a pond in his house for?
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah, the pond.
1: And then Calyrex is like, why don't you guys take a swim in the pool? And Clay's like, what's a pool? <laughs> and he's like, it's right. It's that thing. It's right there. He's like, you mean the pond? Like, it's not a pond.
0: <laughs> it's a fucking pool. And he's like, well, what do you need a pool for? <laughs> so you fucking swim in it. And he's like, I don't want to swim. That doesn't sound relaxing at all. And that is amazing because it, then it comes up again.
1: Right, that's how he uses uses it to distract him. He's like, "I don't even like your
0: pond. Like,
1: it's a <laughs> fucking pool," it's a and pool. then just rocks a shit.
0: Yeah, no, that was amazing. I fr- I totally totally speed runned over that. Yeah, that happened. And doesn't in- the Gorgon have a pool too? Yes. Yeah, she does, too. Also, can we talk about, real quick, fast forward, Mattrick wants to fuck the Gorgon.
1: Mattrick wants to fuck anything. Listen, that, that man's been, been... I mean, he's been through it. So he's like, look, I'm a king and I'm ready. He's got those daggers named after prostitutes. He probably hasn't had sex in five years. He's raising he's a whole bunch of STD kids that aren't... <laughs> he
0: was fucking the prostitutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so we meet by far... Well, oh my god. We've lied to them. What? We didn't say who our favorite character was. Okay, okay, okay. I think they already know, though. Three? Three, two, one. Two, yeah, 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 yeah. Three,
1: two, one. Moog. Yep, Moog. Mog. Okay, Moog. Okay, now, but let's play. Okay, so everyone already knew that. Excluding Moog. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Ready? Ready, ready, ready?
0: Fuck.
1: <sighs> ready, 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 yeah. ready? All right, all right. Three, two, one. Last leaf. Magic. I like That's that.
0: Cool. Yeah, Last Leaf is really good, though. I I included him in the character list because he's so good. Dark Rise, we talk about the main villain there for a minute, but it's just because we have to. And this one, I feel like Last Leaf is... He's almost part of the band because he's been their rival for so long, in a way. Not that you could, I think, have official rivals there, because normally you died. (laughs) But he's been around extra long, and especially for the fact that he's basically immortal. He's been creating a really, really nice bad guy storyline, and there's moments where you're like, "I fucking get it, dude. I fucking get right. it." Right? I mean, that, that's
1: why he—he's my other than Moog is my favorite character because you know he goes on that whole um, monologue about essentially why he's doing what he's doing, and you're—you can't—you can't really disagree with it.
0: Yeah, but, you're um, like, I get it. Um,
1: and and they start and talking
0: about all these races that they didn't even know about.
1: Yeah, that, and would, you're they like, just hunted to extinction
0: the fact that nobody questions it either if they're just like
1: yeah no that probably happened yeah and yeah. you know it's really reminiscent which i like this for those of you that don't know i'm i'm a book nerd i'm a video game nerd and i'm also like a school nerd i'm just self-proclaimed nerd i'm a i'm a real catch when i was reading when he was going on that monologue it was really reminiscent of like what the Americans did to like the Native Americans, right? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely like,
1: just keep driving them away, and then like, ah, now we want this place too, and like drive them away again, and then for yeah. some reason getting offended when they fight back or they don't want to leave again. until you kill them.
0: And then even to get into that before we enter into a different podcast realm, <laughs> um, the Pilgrims wouldn't have survived if they wouldn't have showed up in like the village that was wiped out by smallpox. And, you know, anyway, anyway, yep. fun yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's my, my m- mog fact, moog fact.
1: <laughs> All right. So we just met Calarac. We, we stole his golems.
0: We punched a hole in his wall cause fuck him. So then we go to meet moog. Yep. Ugh, it's just and incredible. that's where things get, I think for the first time in the story, that's where I, I got really hooked in. Because yes. that's when we first learned about the Heart Wild basically being its own character. We learn about mm-hmm. the fact that when you go into it, you risk the rot, which rod. Which is like we'll say like it's more of like a curse than a disease. It seems like regardless of what you do, it's it's placed on you. Right. Um even if you cut your arm off that's affected, your stump mm-hmm. will then have the rod. And that's what we learn about uh his basically his drive is because his husband died to it. And so he's been trying to figure out a way to cure it. And at some point along the way, our man cured erectile dysfunction. Well, (laughs) you know, you you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? You gotta pay the bills, which he wasn't really worried about too much because his house, though, big and full of industrial, we'll we'll call it industrial smoke. The roof isn't there. It's kind of disheveled. Mm -hmm. And only the rooms that he's in are taken care of. Well,
1: right. I just really, I felt going into meeting Moog that I had such the, these, uh, just kind of, yeah, like your are cla- we already talked about when We talked about his character, but the classical, like I expected the classical mage, right? When yeah. they're walking through the city to meet Calyric and Moog has like all these posters, like come. He's like, I sell a whole bunch of stuff. Like he seems like a big deal. And even when they're, they talk to Calyric about getting the band back together, he's like, you think Moog's going to join you? Like he's got a really successful business. <laughs> yes. And so you're like, oh shit, this guy's probably like a big deal. But yeah, like you say, they go to this like fucking rundown shack and it turns out the guy just slings boner potions. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> Absolutely slinging them. No, but you're totally right, because Calorek definitely makes it seem like he's like this big deal. Yeah. And we see all these posters with his face on everywhere. And it's almost like, it's not like I would say he's like a mad scientist stereotype. He's just like, he's just a fucking wacko guy who's a wizard. Just trying to
1: cure an incurable disease. Yeah.
0: And I fucking respect it. mm mm-hmm.
1: And just even like the fucking the, the animals that he has with the rot. As, yeah, like, he with the
0: rot he's trying to cure them while they're trying to kill him. Cause he has the tree in <laughs> the. And, he, and he, he named it. He, he named he it. fucking named it.
1: And he was like, yeah, he tried to smother me in my sleep. <laughs> it's but Yeah, but it's fine. He's a good boy. He has like an and elephant the size of like a raccoon. and
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's got like that dog that's bigger than the elephant. <laughs> No, and, and and he's sad that um, the tree and ends when up he dying dies, to yeah. yeah, and you, you can tell that he actually really cares about what he's doing. And then that's how we meet Matric, which we've already talked about. You know, find out that Moog has invisible spiders, and I love what he's like. Yeah, it was a pain when I got bit, and I had to go to the market. Really spooked the merchants. <laughs> <laughs> like he's that's sort of like not,
1: nothing. Like everything is so casual
0: with. Like he wasn't like, oh, I thought about maybe being invisible and buying stuff would be weird. And the dude wasn't stealing anything. Like I one hundred percent believe that like the merchants were like produce was being lifted and money was being passed uh-huh. to them. Right, <laughs> and they're like, there's ghosts, <laughs> ghost shoppers. <laughs> we gotta burn the stands. Ugh
1: so right like right before they jump into the mirror you know that explosion goes off downstairs and oh yeah uh, they're like oh, the fumes and, and mook is like okay yeah go 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 and they go and yeah they like land on the <laughs> on the fucking assassin and then one of calyric's guys comes through the mirror and clay's like uh do you need to take care of like in this super serious scene this guy's a knife they just landed on an assassin <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Clay's like a dog you bricked up <laughs> you,
0: you need to take care of that before we fight
1: though <laughs> and then mook is like wow look at me i am too <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: and even Gabe was like me too <laughs> oh god magic was incredible
1: and yeah, even i, I remember like i remember after that whole scene i was kind of like mad for a while like because they really did just like breeze over the whole assassin in the room for a while
0: yeah, I will say that that would, that. As far as like a negative goes, that definitely occurred. And then they just like casually breaking up when uh, when Matric is like, "Yeah,
1: I want to leave because X, Y, Z. Oh, and yeah, that assassin in my room the other night was totally from my wife.
0: It kind of was like a gimme.
1: But at the time, it wasn't a gimme g- when we when we land yeah, on we the assassin. It. We don't yeah. we don't know that Lilith is a fucking
0: Something. sex addicted psychopath. Yeah. yeah, psychopath. That's the word I was thinking. She yeah, no. It, we we don't. And I think that may be the one thing that I have issue with, but also at the same time, it's weird because like without that, the dinner, I mean the breakfast scene isn't as funny. Yes. It's like leaving it unaddressed, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I I don't hate it, but I definitely wish Magic could have been like, Oh, thank God you guys saved me from that fucking assassin. Right. I don't um, I
1: don't I don't hate it in hindsight. Like no now yeah, knowing what no. we know. I but don't hate when it. When I
0: read it, I was like, come on, like I need some answers.
1: Right. Like, yeah, yeah, who sent that guy? But yeah. Yeah.
0: But then I got the answers and I was I was I was pleased. Mm-hmm. But it just took a little bit longer than I wanted. Yeah. So you know, Matthew's like, God, I would love to go with you guys, but I have a meeting with all the rulers.
1: And, and they're just casually meeting. like,
0: Can we come with you? Yeah. And they're like, Well, I don't see why you can't, you know, you're here. So they go, they meet a bunch of other rulers. I actually wrote them all down, but I'm not going to look at it right now, because they haven't come back at all. Literally, I feel like this is what it was. It was like Scotsmen, some fucking like Egyptians, and some pirates all met on an island that has ghosts. <laughs> And they were, like, waiting for Lastly, who was calling us... Wasn't he calling himself, like, the Duke of Endland? The Duke or of Endland, like yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, like, they're all going through all these formalities and then the Scotsman is who I'm calling Obalon, Just comes riding in and was like, hey, how's my fucking son doing?
1: Yeah, like, that's the thing. So, like, <laughs> I appreciate how, like, obviously, like, Lilith doesn't make... Like, it's not a secret within the castle, like these kids aren't Matrix. But then the fact that this fucking dude just, like, shows up.
0: It's (laughs) It's like, see, we got another uh, one coming to the family. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking mad shit the whole time. And and the whole time, you know, Matrix being his king self, he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And meanwhile, Clay narrating is just like, I think he's got daggers in his sleeves and Mm -hmm. he wants to use them. And He does, but that's not what happens because the fucking last leaf, our boy, our bad boy, and his wyvern come in, and everybody is stunned. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's like, "Holy shit!" The Duke of Endland is not fucking around. And then there's a momentary pause. You know, last leaf recognizes Gabe Mm
1: -hmm. in the
0: background, and our boy Obalon, Obalon, Obalon is like this is my this fucking is the chance. this is the moment this is my goddamn moment and he just gets fucking snatched gets eaten immediately eaten immediately and then that's when we learn about the first sword and that's why I'm worried about the third yeah yeah yep. yeah and lastly flies off he's obviously pretty pissed that the meeting didn't go well but because he doesn't give a fuck about the meeting he's like regardless my horde Has to fucking attack this city, right? And I've promised my horde. You guys don't know how hordes work. It's okay. (laughs) I promised them the city. They have to have the city. Otherwise, they're going to kill me. Right? It's basically what he said. And they all leave.
1: And what I like about Last Leaf too is he's like sitting there explaining, like not in like a douchey way, not in your like stereotypical like bad guy way. He's explaining, like, listen, like it seriously does not make any sense for you guys to come over here, like. Yeah. How long you is it going go to the take heart wild, you? You got to go through, through the heart the wild, mind. and he's like, and then he like lit each country or city, whatever you want to call them, like when he's like, well, what if you send all your troops and the centaurs are going to attack you, and then what about you? Then the pirates are going to come kill you guys, and then if all your troops leave, then like this is going to happen. Like he's very smart yeah. and he thought thought through
0: all everything. Of it. Yeah, and that's because he's had the time to think through everything. The dude's a fucking immortal. Don't fuck with the immortals. Don't fuck with them. And yeah, so then the the island that they're on, which is basically a swamp, the ghosts start coming out. And I just love that they're like, uh, do we gotta go? And he's like, Yeah, they're they're harmless. Matrix's like, they're harmless, but we he's should like, definitely leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go faster. <laughs> yeah, but we should go faster. And then that's when that's when he says his famous quote of um, get me the fuck out of here. And we get to the amazing scene oh my gosh. of the fake fun- funeral. Oh my fucking god, that was so amazing. God damn funny. And so, our boy Moog has a potion to make him seem like he's dead. Yep. And they're like, we just gotta dig him up, it's gonna be easy, it's gonna be so fucking easy, he'll be out past the castle walls. No time. But Lilith, who seems to, as Matrick has said, adopt the culture of whoever she is Fuck it. <laughs> that's direct quote uh it's like no we got a viking style him mm-hmm. so they put him on a river and our the new the new boo thing is the one that's in charge of shooting the arrows at patrick
1: and the, before we go any farther i just like how um you know at first you know they think they're gonna bear him they're gonna like dig him up, and they're like great that's perfect and then they're like oh no we're you know we put him on this boat and we like push him out the river and mook is like that's even fucking better like we don't even have to dig him up like we just yeah this is amazing the river and then they're like yeah. yeah but then he like falls off the waterfall until like it has like the pit like it has some scary name and mook's like yeah yeah the pit of what now
0: <laughs> yeah the pit of what what <laughs> what do you mean no uh, but but before that even happens though Remember, they're trying to to shoot the fire flaming arrow, and our boy Clay is like, whoa, 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 whoa. If there's anybody that's gonna shoot this arrow, it's, it's gonna be me. This is my friend we're talking. And everybody's like, yeah, why not? And then he misses. And then he misses again and again, and then Lil's like, fuck it. Boo thing. Do the arrow. And that's what he's asked. Have oh, you picked a name out for the kid?
1: fucking god.
0: And the dude misses, and Lilith—they're both pissed. He's pissed, and then Lilith's like, "It's fine. It doesn't fucking matter. He's gonna die for oh, yeah, the waterfall." And moves like the who what now, <laughs> the who what now, and then that's when we like pan to them getting him and being like, "It was a miracle. He survived."
1: <laughs> yeah, I like I like that scene when they like they finally get there and there's Mattrick just like sitting on a rock, like looks like he just yeah. got beat to Bruised. shit.
0: Yeah, bruised and beaten. And they're like, Well, if it wasn't for the fact that I was like limp, uh, I probably would have died. Yeah. So that was amazing. And then this is where and we kind of skipped over their first appearance. Mm-hmm. The fucking Silk Arrows come in with our girl Jane, who I feel like looks up to Clay. Oh yeah. And even before she was being a bandit. And I think it's hilarious because they rob them of everything but their weapons again because that and they're signature weapons. They take anything else. Yep. Take their <laughs> socks. So like some take- stuff isn't for taking. Take the socks, take the food, but then they give them some food and they're like on their way. Mm-hmm. And and it's not the last time that Clay thinks of them. I think Clay like looks at them like like the younger them in a way, just like a little misguided. And I think that, that it's it's really funny, especially when you like put in consideration as you learn more of the hijinks of the uh the group
1: yeah and i like how uh, like Matric was supposed to be on guard at clay's like, oh yeah Matric, like what the fuck you were supposed to watch he's like listen man they just like showed up and clay's like eh, all right fair
0: enough yeah no he, the, the, he said they showed up with crossbows what do you want me to do <laughs> i could like in our friend group that was to me like like Less, like, like Nick waking up and being like, "What the fuck, man!" and being like, "Ah, they had crossbows, yeah, like, dude. I don't know what you want." Like, listen, guys, I fuck, I tried, okay, I tried really hard. Ugh. So then that starts the journey to get our boy Ganlyon, Ganly, Gan, Ganelon. I swear,
1: I read the book. I swear, I'm, I'm literally. And we went, we went to school in West Virginia, guys. You kind of, you kind of got to give. They don't need to know you got you got to give us a
0: pass on the whole... That's getting edited out. It's going to be like Harvard. <laughs> and just like you're... Stuck we the went to Harvard. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, definitely Harvard. Um, MIT. Yeah, we went to the Harvard of West Virginia schools.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but something like... I, I think this was arguably one of my favorite... Um, comic relief moments when um, Gabe is like, Hey, metric or not metric move. Do you still have that? Like, you know, base orb that I can like
0: see oh, rose yeah. with.
1: And so they do that. And, you know, basically it just like shows them how shitty things are over there. And, Gabe, like, goes and, like, throws the fucking orb in in the river, and then he, like, throws a tension tantrum and, like, walks off, and, you know, Clay goes after him, and they're talking, like, hey, man, like, we gotta go, and (laughs) Gabe just, like, freaks out, he's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Like, Matrix too fucking fat to walk up a flight of stairs. (laughs) <laughs> it is just roasting all of
0: them, roast all of them. Even though he's like the saddest of the bunch as well. Mm-hmm. No, that was hilarious. I actually took a picture of that because I was like, "That is way too fucking funny." And th- this is where we turn into probably my favorite scene in the book so far, is because the clown guys attack because oh Calarek has a bounty on the band, well, not on the band, but on Gabe and, and Clay. Clay specifically, and it's it's an old old friend turned. Bad guy, and they're fighting, you know, they're kind of winning the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that was pretty clear. And the whole time, fucking Moog is fucking around with his sack <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and he pulls out the fucking flute, and he's like, It definitely makes swords into snakes. It's gonna be fine. Well, even the
1: backstory, he's like, Yeah, I, I got this from like a merchant on the street.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's said- gonna work. It's gonna be fine, and then he finds it. And he's like, "Oh, like this is it? Like we're good?" And then it turns out the flute turns Stinks. <laughs> <into> snakes. Snakes, <laughs> and it doesn't seem like there is a, um, a a a ratio to how many venomous you get to non venomous. And all they're fighting in the woods, and all of them turn into snakes. Like even the twigs at their feet. Yep. And fucking clay and have a weapon, and he grabs a goddamn rattlesnake and just and makes it bah, like a fucking um, sword.
1: Like brass knuckles and just yeah. rocks a dude with it.
0: Yeah, and then it bites him and kills him. Yep. And to me, I was like, well, that is a first that is 100% of first and
1: even something like that like i appreciate about the flute is yeah i was like they're all fighting so for moog yeah like rubbing around in his book bag and then he's like oh finally got it and then he just like awkwardly starts like playing a flute and then nothing happens and it's just kind of quiet for a second he's like huh, huh So then he blows really hard up. again and still nothing happens he's
0: like ah oh, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> and then everything goes to shit. yep and then the and then I love how like the got, the like the beautiful goddess that said it was you know glyph or whatever and they're like mm-hmm. definitely not glyph, <laughs> <laughs> limp away. <laughs> I don't know, it's like and, you could have just said she was not
1: And the thing, which it, it, it kind of what I appreciated, it kind of like hit it at it later. Like at this point, we didn't really. It doesn't, the author doesn't really give you a feel that, um, that Clay has any remorse over the things he does. That kind of, yeah. that kind of comes up later. But even when he's like, Hey, bro, like when he, once he realizes, like, I can't remember his name, but like, he knows the guy that's like trying to kill him. He's like, Bro, like, just like, he died by a rattlesnake. It's a yeah, he's like, Let's just not, you know, like, just leave. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Like, we're bros. We don't, we're good. we don't need to <sighs> kill anybody. Like, let's yeah. just whatever. And who said it? Was it Gabe that like had that, um, The most amazing comeback ever, you know, Clay was kind of going into his backstory. It was like, oh, it was like him and his brother. And, you know, they were like really good uh, bad. But then the brother like fell off, ran off a fucking cliff because he was being chased by something. Yeah. So the bad guy like talks some shit to Gabe and Gabe's like, didn't your brother fall off a cliff?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He did. I just, I just pulled up to it. The dude's name is Raph. And then... (laughs) I'm just reading this right now. Moog's quiet quack- cackle. I think not, he said cryptically, and brought the silver flute to his lips. <laughs> An eerie hiss. A sound like a distant kettle boiling. Raff looked suddenly panicked. Fearful whatever magic the wizard had unleashed upon them. Gabriel took a careful step back, and Clay hefted Blackheart, bracing himself for whatever came next. What came next was the sigh of the wind through the trees, the song of birds warbling to one another, the whisper of a snake gliding over fallen leaves, and the snap of a twig. As Patrick shuffled uneasily from foot to foot. Essentially, nothing happened. Uh, and then, yeah, Raph gasped for a final breath. Utter the words, I'll be waiting for you, Cooper, along with all the rest. So it definitely shows that there is this sort of other side to the whole thing where they do feel bad about the actions they've done.
1: Well we don't to be to be fair, we don't know if if um if everybody does. We know that Clay does. We don't know about how everybody else feels
0: about it. True. Also the thing that we need to highlight about this is um our boy Moog does have a python that that envelops his torso. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Maddie uh he probably would have gotten uh, constricted. Yes. <laughs> so it wasn't like anybody was safe when that happened. But, yeah, so then that's when we start to learn about, A, so I got three things from this scene mm-hmm. that I think we need to talk about. One, these guys can still hang. Somehow. Oh, yes, yeah, somehow. Yeah. Even though, Matric,
1: isn't it in this scene, like, Mattrick is literally so fat he can't reach across his stomach to, yeah, to just like, to pull yeah. one of his daggers.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. And he's, like, super fucking winded at the end of this. Like, <laughs> like he's heaving. Um. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, one, I got that they could still hang somehow. Two, I got the impression that once we get to like finally like the epitome of the bad people, it might not go well. No, yeah, no. <laughs> and, and three, and I think we've hinted at it, uh, we've reached the morality of Clay Cooper, uh, of good old slow hand, as his nickname is, and, and the fact that he doesn't necessarily feel like what they've been doing is right.
1: Yeah, and and you speaking of slow hand, I wanted to, um, bring up the whole slow hand thing, you know, he very early in the book, he mentions, you know, my name was slow hand. Cause like I always got hit first. Right. But yeah. in, in none of the fights that they've had so far, has, has he been hit first? Like he is always, no. he's just been, he's always the first everybody.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that maybe that's because, um, and maybe you can attest to this, but I feel like he ain't got time for that shit. Like he's trying to get back to his daughter. Right. And he's like, uh, he's making, I think judgment calls. It's almost like he's the second leader, even though, he's like the quiet he's quieter he like you know he moves in the shadows
1: well it's almost it like kind of gives the vibe of like say me and you're in a band right and you're the singer right so everyone loves you and no one really cares about me but i'm the songwriter yeah i feel like that's kind of the relationship they have like like gabe is very much the face of the band but clay is kind of the the one who thinks things through and you know stuff like that
0: yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I actually wrote this down in the beginning of my notes. I was like, are Clay and Gabe brothers," because like when we learned about that scene about his mother being buried, and Gabe's like, "Do you want to see her?" You know, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they might be brothers. Like that'd be a really cool twist. Spoiler: They're not. They're not.
1: That would be and, really cool though.
0: Yeah, and I thought that would be pretty cool. But the, in a way, though, the whole band actually is all their brothers, and I think we relate to that. And. <laughs>
1: And something so obviously like you kind of get the feel that like Gabe and Claire are close, but then they, they kind of really harp on the fact of how close Moog and Maddie are, right? Because yeah, yeah. Moog is like, Hey, I'm telling you guys I have the rock, but like don't don't tell Madelon, don't tell him yet. Yeah, don't tell Maddie. And just yeah, kind of like the very like Maddie saves him from the Python and they're just always kind of Well Maddie helps
0: him up out of and he's the first to notice that when he got into the carriage, which is a short later on. Right. Maddie totally was like oh like what's wrong man like like he was the first to know and right. Clay's like ah it's the fucking rot that's actually really cool because I didn't notice that until you just pointed it out but mm-hmm. it was like an epiphany because I was like holy shit like that's totally why he's been withholding that information from it. him. Mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. been it's been pretty wicked mm-hmm. just, I mean, damn damn okay cool You're- look at that look at that, look that. boom look, look at us up, figuring shit out Geniuses. Big brain time so yeah so that hilarious fight happens Mhm. And we start making our way to you know I I wrote the town. It's I, like I mean, a five court. Five court, yes. Which, make your way to five
1: court. Quick pause, you know, we both kind of talk shit in in a positive way. I don't, we didn't talk shit on world building. We we commented on how good of a writer he was for not needing this elaborate world, world. Yes. Yes, yes. But I feel like this was the first time where he was describing a city and it's like oh, that's kind of fucking dope
0: because it made me be like that's fucking
1: cool right the whole premise is right like the five different kingdoms like it's kind of it's technically like its own independent place but each five kingdoms like have their own district here and they're kind of run independently and you know it's mecca of trade and yada yada yada. like oh like that's a really cool it's a really cool
0: concept Yeah. and the other thing is i know we talked (laughs) some smack on the world building but have you been flipping to the map uh so in the front of the book. just remember no no because you have yeah I, i'm no. book. so for those of us that do have the pages i'm gonna go we've been book. going fucking east and then we went a little west and then we went like a little east and then we went a little west and we need to go real west but five court is like the biggest city on the map to the, the east of the heart wild and it's pretty fucking cool i definitely got like I don't know like what vibes I got from it, but I definitely had like a grand city full of like different districts, almost like a New York of the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Like a NYC, you know, like definitely built up and definitely some shady spots. Yeah. I'm sure I'm gonna get beaten next time I step into New York City for saying that. <laughs> and I think that that's that's it's a fun point because the band feels most comfortable in those shady spots.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's that's how we get to the Riot House. And this is where they steal the ride from the Screeching Eagles. That was Funny. incredible. And it gets even funnier when you find out the dude's like, look, I know you're not the fucking Screeching Eagles. <laughs> right? <laughs> you group of old fucks. Okay. The old fucks. But then it, it becomes even better when he's like, Gabe's like, keep the carriage here. I'll fucking pay you. Right. And then he pulls out this giant sack of money from the kobolds. And he's, like, fucking pissed about it, too. It's bad for them to be citizens. Right. In a city that seems to be pretty fucking forward, there's a Gorgon that's pretty much like a public figure, definitely gets the Kin k treatment, is trying to change. So he's pissed that the wife now has to fight in the arena. Is probably dead. I think that it's implied that she's dead. Uh, what do you think about
1: that? I think, I think they get her out. I think I think she's alive and I think somehow somehow Gabe gets her after this fight. Okay. But, I think so. Um I, I I
0: I feel the same way if she's not dead. I want to talk
1: about the the scene with the kobolds cuz that was oh, fucking God, yeah. hilarious too. It was. Because, like, obviously, like, only Gabe knows what they're doing. The rest of them are, like, real confused. And they, like, walk yeah. in and there's just, like, little furry rat, like, holding a crossbow at him. And-
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he
1: speaks weird. Right. And Gabe's like, hey, you have the money I left you? And he's like... The, the shiny. The, the shiny I left you. And Gabe's like, yes, yeah, the very shiny, big shiny. And he's yes. like, oh, I hoped you were going to fall in a hole and I keep shiny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then when Clay's like... Honestly, I fucking get why he did it. Yeah, like they don't give a shit about the value, right? They just care that it's shiny.
1: And then, like that scene where, like, he went off to like go get the gold, and they're just like sitting there with all the kids, and
0: Clay's (laughs) like looking
1: at the ones' nest, and it's like just full of like knives. And games like, oh yeah, that's like knife tooth or something. (laughs)
0: Like he's he's a little weird. (laughs) He's a little different. (laughs) I'm trying to find the names. Yeah, no, and then like their nests were all like. If we had, like, bunk beds and we customized them. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty... It was pretty cool. And I also like the fact that, like, the kobolds... You know, it shows that, like, there is this push. And it's kind of what Last Leaf is trying to do about, like, monsters being citizens. That they don't have to be monsters.
1: Right. Like, the humans are the ones that are, like, are classifying them as monsters.
0: Yeah, and it's like, look, we can be in society, and it kind of feels like this is like the prequel to like a lot of fantasy novels. Yeah, in a way, not that it actually is, but like you know, like you'll have like different races fighting together and stuff like that. Right, I feel like this is sort of how like this world gets there. Also, we need to talk about it. The shop, the kobold shop, is called Fender's Cakes and Custards. Yeah, that that's
1: a good point. I never even thought about that once like like yeah. <laughs> do they actually make? Do you think? What's yeah, it?
0: And, and and good old Matrix, like, seriously, we came to an alley in Coin Barrow for dessert. Right.
1: But then low-key is <laughs> like...
0: like not telling anything. And meanwhile, yeah, low-key Matrix is like, God, I could use like a pumpkin pie right <laughs> now. My <laughs> blood <laughs> like, sugar's are so low I'm, right I'm now. I'm so
1: fucking hungry. <laughs>
0: so hungry. And and Fender is the cobalt. And I feel like Fender I, should have gone on the character. I list. love Fender. The way he talked was perfect. Yes, shiny. Lots of shiny. Free to keep safe while I was gone, remember? <laughs> yes, yes, Fender remembers. Fender hopes God gave good game good, <laughs> good game, good fall and hole and die. That way shiny keep to Fender. Oh God. <laughs> but despite the ugly sentiment, the Cobalt's words scared no animosity at all. Just plain old wishful thinking. <laughs> I didn't oh, fall in a hole, fender. Sorry. God. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, it was very refreshing. This book has been refreshing. I think Dark Rise was enthralling. Yes. because uh, I just wanted to keep turning the pages, but this book has been refreshing and every chapter we've hit has made me very happy.
1: Because yeah, Dark Dark Rise was very much like a dark fantasy book, right? Like everything's yeah, everything's yeah. pretty serious and the world's about to end and Gada, gada, but gada, it was gada.
0: it was it was perfection on that that trope. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Like that book was great. Still five stars on Goodreads. Still five stars.
1: Know. Oh yeah, this could go to the Goodreads too for all the idiots out there.
0: Oh yeah, this is definitely a five star on um, Goodreads as well. I guess we need to talk about that. Att- attention parents, <laughs> there,
1: there's a gay character in this book. It's oh just, yeah, just... no
0: that well that wasn't Goodreads. That was like that parents oh, review God. website. That was whack. If your parents are reviewing your books, I'm sorry, you have no freedom. No, yeah, seriously. Um, seriously no. So I'm just looking at the pages. We have about 300 to go. Uh-huh. That's an overestimate. But, God, we're going to have to cover a lot in episode two. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> regardless of that. So so we've met the Kobolds. And I think this is where we first start to see Gabe's character developing. Yes. Um, Mattrick and, and our boy Moog, they've been there for definitely comedic relief. They have serious backstories. They both have serious drama. But they've definitely been, you know, funny as fuck. Right, Gabe and Clay, Clay, they've been funny. Clay's funny when he talks to us in his parentheses. Yeah, Gabe's just been, like I said, an edge lord. He's been sad. He has a huge fucking sword that he doesn't have right now, and he's just like an edge lord. Sad, he really misses his daughter. He's proud that she's become what she is, but he's like, fuck, I fucked up by leading her this way. Mm-hmm. And we finally meet the Gorgon. Yeah, and the whole point of the Gorgon is to get G- Gain Ganelion. Ga- Ganelon Ganelon fuck, Ganelon Gan- Yep, there you go. Every time I pause, I'm hoping you say the name, and you never do. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll figure it out eventually. Gan <laughs> from the Gorgon, and the plan is going pretty smooth. You know, they have this wad of money that nobody but Mattrick has seen before, and you start to realize like Gabe has been doing this for the band, even though like his life is shit, right? he's been putting him in a position where there's a reason why he doesn't have socks. There's a reason why he doesn't have shoes. There's a reason why
1: right, so he's he saving limp, slumming it. all of his money. Yeah. And so he
0: finally has enough to buy our boy out from being a stone. And who is there. But last, okay. last leaf is there with the Gorgon and is like, look, you can have your boy back. Well, he monologues for a while. He does monologue when Clay, for That's when Clay's like, yeah, this guy's actually making sense. So I'm a little worried. And I'm also a little worried about a swords. Because that third one looks pretty menacing. And also, I think we need to talk about Matrix sitting on a couch too small. He's like in the middle between <laughs> two people with the pillow between his lap. But it's totally like an innuendo that he's like hard for the Gorgon. Meanwhile, she's like, all these people want to fuck me, and it's getting really annoying.
1: And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, God, I get it. Bro, I'm man, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Who would want to do that? And also the fact that she's like, no human can withstand how this immense pleasure, and, and he's like, chokes at his wine or whatever. He's like, oh, God, I sign me up. And I'll be the first.
1: That's that's the other thing. Like he, He's just in the background fucking slamming wine down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. what's this, this is going on.
0: Yeah, the whole time. He's like, God, I miss being a king. She may have been crazy, but God, I miss it. <laughs> uh, that is not a direct quote. That's me. Um... Direct quote. Heard it here first. Yeah, direct quote. Heard it from me. That's when we start being like, God, Last Leaf might not be a total dick. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, if it wasn't for that chapter, I'd be like, God, this dude's a douche. Like, why did he say this chimera for them now? Like, before they even get to, they get to Contra, or it's not Contra, whatever it's called. I think in
1: last leaf's mind, like in his mind, he is kind of being, even if they make it out of this arena fight, it's like, there's, there's no fucking there's no way, way they, they make yeah, it through no the heart. Way. wild. and if they make it through the heart, wild, there's no way they make it through the horde to get into this. There's no way.
0: Well, well, this is interesting. We're talking about, it, cause this is one of my questions. I want to know, do you think last leaf knows what they're trying to do? No, no I, I don't think so either, but I do think he knows that they want to go there. Yeah. And he's not sure why. Mm -hmm. And he's also pretty fucking skeptical because last time they met, they tried to kill him. To be fair, he started it. (laughs) But he definitely learns from this conversation that there is something in Castia that they need to get. Right. I think that that is kind of huge, and I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. Little worried about that, we'll see. Because remember, he hates Gabe, he fucking hates He, he Gabe. really hates Gabe, he doesn't really hate Cube Clay Cooper, right? He doesn't really hate any of the band, but he hates Gabe. From there, we end up getting the basically the ultimatum that they can have our boy Ganelon. The only thing they have to do is they have to fight into the arena, and to do that, they have to fight the Chimera. Before we get introduced
1: to the Chimera, well, first, when they release Ganelon. <laughs> Like it was almost comic relief that moves like yeah I can get him out and he like digs through his bag and yeah, oh yeah pulls out a fucking
0: cactus <laughs> but he's like he's like fucking stand back <laughs> and puts like the- do not touch this cactus <laughs> hey, and, oh. and the way he like puts it back in carefully yep. like and this guy has been like whipping items out of the sack uh, willy nilly but he is like whoa. This is the cactus. Like, don't fucking touch
1: yeah, it. Yeah, and he just pulls out a single
0: thorn. Needle. Yeah, and a little needle. It, puts pen. it on, on the like, foot. It's too funny. And then meanwhile, they're like, oh, my God. Like, he's coming back. He's coming back. And He's like, what's up, guys?
1: <laughs> hey, how long has how it hey. been?
0: No, and they're like 20 years. years.
1: And he's like, hmm, cool.
0: You guys look <laughs> like shit. Yeah, you guys look, <laughs> look <laughs> this direct fucking old. Yeah, you guys look like shit. And then. He's like, well, what do we have to do? Because he already knows. So this is uh, another question of mine. Do you think when he was stone that he could tell what was happening, or do you think it was like frozen? I don't think so. so I think I think work. he was frozen. Because you think yeah. he was frozen? Yeah. But well, I th- I think he was frozen too. I th- I feel like I mean that makes sense, right? Like you know, right. stone. You can't really see out of the stone
1: because like he would like a thousand percent be like insane. If he was yeah, aware I mean, I would that be. whole time. Yeah, to be locked, no. to be paralyzed for 20 years with no interaction with anybody,
0: yeah, you would a thousand percent go. Imagine you thing. have an itch. You know, like that would drive me insane. Uh, this is like a weird segue, but uh, if you ever watch the show Vikings, mm-hmm. there's a moment where Ragnar has Loki and he's like punishing him for committing a murder. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and he, he puts him in a cave where water drips on his forehead. Oh, God. It it doesn't like kill him or anything, right. but like Which that would fucking make him go insane. I, I I'm not strong enough to be like, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. No, yeah, no, no uh, shot. I, I would go insane. No shot. If he goes insane is up for debate in that whole series, but we are not a show podcast, we're a book podcast. That's right. So back to our boy. I would go insane if I was a stone. And yes. uh, I like to think that you're frozen in time. Until proven otherwise, that's what I will go with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's when we learn about the axe, because Clay basically gives us the Synopsis on who he is, and he's like, God, he's gonna fucking kill us, and he's gonna be able to. So, like, that makes me think that he is just by far stronger than the rest of them. Oh yeah, let alone the twenty-year age gap. And I mean, like,
1: before he killed Prince, he butchered a whole garrison. He killed an
0: entire garrison. Garrison, yes. And then justice wasn't served, so he ended up killing the prince. Right. He's a badass, and I think going into part two of this is going to be very interesting. I think it's almost like he's there to be able to take Saga into the next book. You know, because, like, obviously, Gabe's, fuck, Gabe's old. Mm-hmm. Clay old, Moog's dying, and our boy Mattrick's Magic. fat. And, oh, my favorite is when they're in the arena, and they're like, if Matrix' wife doesn't know he's alive, they know now. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> when they get to the arena, everyone's like, Saga! Saga! And freaking the fuck out you finally start to realize just like how big this band was. Cause like, I mean, we know that you, you get the information, but you don't get any like feedback into it. And then like, once people are freaking out, just trying to see them. Right. And then I love that when the chimera comes down, everybody goes quiet. They're like, Oh my God, we're mm-hmm. here to see chimera. We're here to see saga die. And even like Clay comments on it. He was like, imagine if you're in the fans, like this
1: is pretty cool. Like, think about you bragging yeah, you're gonna about see this see to this your fan. Man. You're gonna see your favorite,
0: you know, the world's most famous band get slaughtered. What what fun is that? Because eventually, like the crowd is like, oh my god, fuck the- yeah, this is great. And they go out there. And then that's when Gabe like leads the charge almost with his sword that is bigger than he can handle. Gamelon. Hey! Hey. Goes in, hey, it only took the whole episode. And then Ganelon follows him up, and then Ganelon is about to get burned, and that's when we learn that Blackheart is basically fireproof because our boy Clay Cooper jumps in there, shields him. This is where I think our boy Moog produces probably the best weapon so far that he has given. Yes. It is the branch with <laughs> copper wire around it <laughs> <laughs> that summons uh, a giant lightning bolt God. from the sky. And silences the crowd, and also silences the fucking chimera. Ugh. And then our boy, Matrick, kills the goat. Yep. And so I guess we need to talk about the chimera real quick. So head of dragon, lion, and ram. I think some of them have a scorpion tail. This guy just has a tail. Who the
1: fuck's idea was it to, like, why, why do we need the goat? The dragon?
0: Makes sense. Lion? Makes I, sense. I. You know, I I feel like it definitely is, like, something in Greek and Latin origin. Right, yeah. Which I had somebody... They could pull this on the screen. <laughs> it comes from, yeah, Greek, and which translates as she, goat, or monster. The Latin one comes to the English version, which had a second definition as being an unreal creature of the imagination, a mere fancy, an unfound conception. And if you would believe that that's from the Oxford English Dictionary, who would have thought? Nerds, what do they know? Yeah, who who would have thought? So yeah, so that's where we are now. We are currently fighting. I think we are two heads down. The dragon head is all that remains. And the dragon head seems to be the most troublesome. And the cliffhanger
1: was perfect. What, what does it yes. say exactly? It's like, obviously, it's Clay talking. And he's like, and what happened next? Probably would be pretty funny if <laughs> a bunch of lives were yeah. writing on it.
0: Yeah, because our boy.
1: <laughs> Moog's like, watch this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll read this passage. We'll read this one. He said, ha! Moog made a flourish with the wand, basking for a moment in the adulation of the crowd. He did look pretty impressive, Clay supposed. Resplendent, in barred robes, his wispy white hair shimmering like sun-warmed silk. As Clay drew near, the wizard glanced over, (laughs) grinning. Watch this, he said. And what next might have been an extraordinarily funny were their lives not at stake. But they were, so it wasn't. <laughs> End of chapter. <laughs> so, so that's my like third question about what's going to happen. What do you think he's summoning or bringing about? I,
1: because I'm imagining he's, he's still using the stick with copper wire.
0: Yeah, it's the stick with copper wire, and then uh, I guess like a good guess is chapter twenty-three is called "Born to Kill."
1: Well then that kind of implies Ganelon. I'm worried that Moog Yeah, I think he's gonna like electrocute himself or something. Like he's gonna I, I think he's gonna he's, shock himself.
0: I, yeah. I think he's gonna shock himself, maybe Gabe and Clay.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, Ganelon has to do all the work.
0: That's where I was going with it. That or it's just gonna be like uncontrollable lightning raining down on this arena, and like it's gonna somehow like break the fucking wing. Because remember, the chimera has wings, and they're, oh, they're sh- bound right now.
1: No, so that I, is totally what's gonna happen. I don't think.
0: So I think it's gonna break. That's my other theory: is that it's gonna like break the bond. It's
1: totally gonna break and the bond. And it's gonna fly around. <laughs>
0: it's gonna fly around and start like fucking up the civilians. That, that's a hundred percent what's gonna happen. I'm excited, to say the least. I can't wait to read. I'm glad we're, we're di- finally doing this episode. We had a couple of things. Like we said in the first one, real life happened. Um, ridiculous. Ridiculous. How there. real life. Also, side note, uh, websites almost made. So, hey. that's pretty good. so I'll let you know when that happens. But. I, I, I'm definitely worried for everybody, mm-hmm. but I think it's gonna be hilarious to to read. And I think that's something that I want to talk about real quick while we're while we're in the sort of end of this episode mm-hmm. part one. Mm-hmm. This book has just been funny, and I know this isn't the like third time saying it, but it has been funny. Even the serious moments have been seriously funny. Mm-hmm. The comedic moments have been comedically funny. And even when like the day to day menial tasks that they've done have mm-hmm. been somehow funny, mm-hmm. so Nicholas Ames has really wowed me with that because like like I said, I've read funny books. Mm-hmm. They've been funny. There's been parts that have been dry. There's been parts that like oh you need to like understand this to get the joke. And this one's just all out there, and it's all within itself. If I had if I could give awards, I would give an award for that, but I didn't oh, yeah. have that. Uh, yeah. Cuz it really I, is I, such I a good
1: power. I mean, I know we already kind of you know compared it to it, but like you know, like Dark Rise is an amazing book, but yes. it is like it's 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 pretty Dark. it's pretty serious the whole time. Yeah. Whereas this like you get the action and it's a it's all pretty serious, but like yeah, they're just they're just a bunch of idiots.
0: Just yeah, they're just idiot, but they're idiots it. that know what they're doing exactly, and and they're cool with it. And obviously, as they referenced it a lot, a lot of bards had to pay the price for some reason.
1: And I and I appreciate how like none they don't remember any of their names. They have no idea what any of the bard's names were.
0: No, so that means it had to be like weeks, like a week. Ago. Yeah, like they had a bard for a week. It was like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna get sagas like new story and they're like, mm-hmm. and he died. Yep. We need a new one. I know clay talks about it, like that. They did some stuff like they like waited for stuff to fall asleep before they killed it. But I also think that they, they did end up fighting a bunch of stuff like, you know, face to face. And I think that's showing in the camera scene. Yeah. You know, they were there. They are able to, in a way without that without the camera scene, I don't know if I would believe that they could make it all the way to the city. And go through a horde, secretively, and and rescue Rose.
1: Well, I I think the what the I mean, like I could. I believe Clay could do it. I think Moog could do it. Well, I think Moog and Maddie together could do it. Ganelon could do it by himself. I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think the the Khmer scene is is crucial for Gabe's character. True. Because yeah, yes. this is the yes. first time where like he's he's not being a bitch.
0: Yeah. No. He's been like I'm down. I'm down to climb. This whole time. Right. And I almost wish we had Gabe's perspective, like, a little bit. I know that everything is literally through Clay's Clay Cooper's perspective. Seeing how Gabe, like, takes his leadership role. And I think it's interesting because, like, this is where we get to that that new versus old Mm -hmm. um, talk. Because this is the new way of being a band. But seemingly their old band has sort of taken the reins right away. Like, it's like, yeah, like we know what to do. Right. There's no big deal here. Like Gabe's leading us time to fucking go. Right. Clay's like, I'm gonna cover the defenses. Cause that's what I do with my super fucking dope shield. Mm-hmm. And the killing blows are what, what it's delivered by Ganelon and Maddie. Gabe's like leaving the charge and like letting them be distracted. He's taking the aggro. hmm and it's just fucking cool it's just a cool book as of right now five stars and goodreads for sure all
1: right here's a here's a good way to end up. one question for you okay so i think regard either depending on a prediction either they they kill the chimera right or what you said comes true and chimera's free chimera's free so either way they're out of the arena yes what does laugh last leaf do does he's just like all right, cool, and leaves? Does he, does he do try to do something else to them? What what does Last Leaf do?
0: Shit, you know, I didn't even think about that. Um, I think we see the second sword. Ooh, is it to kill the Chimera to save people and make sure that his like kingdom has like a good backing? Mm-hmm. Maybe is it because he just fucking hates Saga? Also, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. I think Last Leaf's gonna be pissed. Regardless, because I think he fully expects them to die. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, he's curious, but he's not like. He's like, ah, these guys are gonna. They're not gonna make it past this. Right. There's no way. Right. And right now we're two. We're two heads down. Um, so I mean, it's odds are looking good. The dragon seems to be the fiercest one of the heads. So this is a good segue, though, because my question for you <laughs> is do we think that everybody's going to make it out of this fight alive
1: out of this fight? Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone makes it out of this fight. I think it's, I think it's too early in the book to kill anybody. I think by the end of the book, at least one of saga dies.
0: Okay. I, I, I think I, I agree. I, I think I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Um, I feel like Gabe's probably gonna die, oh. for Rose.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Because that's like literally been the whole thing, and I'm really hoping the rocks um, don't come into play. Like, so I, I really hope Rose doesn't die. And well, Rose I know the doesn't second die, book,
1: the sequel, is about Rose.
0: Yeah, the sequel is Bloody Rose. So <sighs> maybe, maybe she does some badass shit and they don't they get there and now this would be this would be kind of funny they like they get there and she's already killed the horse yeah and
1: she's just handled it
0: yeah she's handled it they're like what the fuck did we just do all that for
1: but yeah that's okay here we go here's here's my prediction okay I don't know how well I believe it but you know that's drama yeah what if obviously they make it to uh, Castia Gabe dies and then Rose takes his place as their, like, de facto leader.
0: Oh, shit. That would be interesting. hmm I feel like if we looked at the covers, that could tell us. But I'm not going to do that.
1: Yeah, ain't, ain't no cheater.
0: That's really good. And, like, saga lives on. Mm. That's pretty fucking good. hmm We're going to be so wrong, aren't we? Yeah, probably, but it's fine. <laughs> Kings of the Wild, baby. Kings of the Wild, amazing book. Trugs, cut the check. <laughs> I'll be waiting. I need it. This is our outro. Peace out, dog. <laughs> oh, I I did get outro music, so that's pretty exciting. Okay, lit. intro outro music. Yes, um, so that'll happen. Yeah, now. Oh, back in town <laughs>